My special guest uh, co-host tonight is excited. He, I know he's also excited to do this podcast. Um, Chris Percyinen, how you doing? I'm good, man. The Knicks <laughs> consolidated. They did it without quickly leaving the building, despite what many people said would have to happen if we wanted to be, you know, whatever. Um, and they got a player who is not my cup of tea in regards to like, he's not a name. I would have been like, Oh, we got to go out and get this guy. Um, but it's always fun. Every time your, your favorite team makes a, a new, like a, a move for a new player under a new front office. Cause like you get one more little sample size or one more little, you know, sample for your yeah. sample size as to like what kind of players they like. Um, I, I think this is, I think Cam falls. I think Cam falls somewhat in line with like the uh, someone who's Scott Perry has looked the type of player who Scott Perry has looked at in the past. High pedigree, yeah. high, you know, obviously he's, he's athletic and like all that, you know, um, highly touted. He was, uh, you know, number three recruiting the country across the board, like all that stuff. And then it hasn't really worked out so far. But I think unlike unlike a lot of young players who don't work out in certain situations. I think it's more complicated. Maybe the reasons he hasn't worked out in Atlanta. So I'm, I'm like you, he's not my necessarily my cup of tea, but I'm interested. I'm curious. You know? Yeah. Um, and for the price, you know, you can't, can't beat the price. Um, but we're not going to talk about Cam Reddish on this podcast. We are going to talk about um, all-star and awards. It is that time of year because the NBA has pretty much reached the halfway point of its season. Um, actually the second all-star voting totals were released, um, earlier today. I'm going to pull those up in a few minutes because, um, I don't think there's any seismic changes from the first go round, but it, I, I'm always curious to see where people are. Um, and, uh, we're going to pick our all-star teams. Um, I have mine, uh, picked out Chris, you could, I don't know if you, you want to pick your own all-stars or you just want to comment on my, no, I was going to be the, like, um, you know, you know how LeBron and Giannis or whoever's drafting will have like, ah, Ernie, okay. Ernie on That's the fine. side. You That's know, kind of announcing their picks. I like it. You could be the, you could be the guy on the side. Um, I feel I'll say this. Uh, so I did this exercise with Andrew. Full disclosure, I did this episode with Andrew last night, and something happened to the recording, which is why we are re-recording it now. Um, but like, I feel confident about my all-star picks i don't feel i don't feel like they're rock solid um especially the the couple at the end of each of each conference but that's how it always is because you know what you only get 12 spots and there's always more guys deserving than there are spots so um that's what happens before we get to the all-star i do want to run through very quickly because this is usually the episode where we go through awards and i'm curious to get your insight on a couple of these because i think the awards races have kind of solidified a little bit throughout the league with maybe one or two exceptions. And I'm curious if you, what they're getting there, the season is happening. It's uh, it's interesting. We, we know we, we noticed they were getting kind of solidified because I think for the first time since we've been doing this activity, like there, there wasn't a ton of change from the last time we did it to this time. So um, we start as we always do with MVP. um, And I think I think it's an interesting MVP race. I'll say that. And I think it is I think there are 
definitely three people who could win it. And I, I want to say that there are four people who could win it. And then on top of that, I think there are another at least two people who could find themselves in the top two to three on the ballot before the end of the year. So um, I'll ask you first, who do you think I have as my number one? DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Very funny. Who do you really think I have? As uh, I got to I got to go. Jokic. Really? I would, okay. I, I would think that that's the kind of argument that you would like in your mental, like cork board with strings, like, that's the one that you'd be like, no, you know what? I fucking love this guy's case to be MVP. Well, I will say this. Uh, if you, if you're an advanced stats guy, then it is very easy to craft an argument for Nikola Jokic. I think I went through the advanced stats a lot on the last pod. Um, it's, it's not my pick. I actually have Jokic fourth, which I feel like is borderline disrespectful. Um, but as much as I am an advanced stats, uh, a fan of advanced stats, I am also a traditionalist in certain senses, I and find myself siding more with that side than the advanced that side, like the traditionalist I, side. Yeah. Like when I talk to people about basketball, I find that my takes end up being more eye testy and traditional. Even I just yeah. think that's interesting because people like I'll, I, if I have a take about something that is more analytic, someone's like, Oh, you're 19 year olds and your stats, like you don't even watch the game anymore. And I'm like, I'm the one telling 40 well, people on Twitter to stop being married with their stats. No, I <laughs> so mean, like, I'll say this. I think if you watch Nikola Jokic, it feels like you're what you could be watching the MVP. I think my, my issue is I just, there is a part of me that cannot at least at present time designate the MVP of the league as someone who is on a 20 and 19 team. Is that fair? Probably not. Um, you know, they they've had Denver's had their issues. Um, no, my, my MVP right now is Kevin Durant. Um, I think uh, I feel better about it right now than I did 24 hours ago, uh, which is to say, I do think it was, you know, it was notable that they went into Chicago and they kicked the shit out of the bulls. Uh, or at least it wasn't not notable. So I got Durant as my number one. I got Curry as my number two. You, you could kind of flip a coin still between those three. And then my number three is Giannis, um, who is having himself quite the campaign. And I'm not sure there's a good reason not to have Giannis at number one or number two. I, I don't know. I, j- I just, I'm not there yet. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have a great reason other than that. Uh, I think his, his supporting cast has been a little bit more helpful than Kevin Durant's supporting cast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and Steph has kind of done a lot of heavy lifting, but you know, Steph's numbers have also tailed off. I don't know. There's part of me that actually wants to put Giannis at, at two and Curry at three, but, uh, I'll leave it this way for now. And my number five is the aforementioned DeMar DeRozan with John Morant knocking on the door, of course. Um, yeah. You know what? When you, I, I, when your team goes 11 and two, without I know. you and is built of guys who are just like perfectly built as players to withstand something like a primary dipping out, you know, for whatever reason, for a couple of weeks, Surely that guy is the most valuable player in the entire league. He's my, he's my number six. I, I I do think there's a chance that he rises even higher. Um, I did certainly pay a lot of attention to the fact that Memphis did very well when he was, when he was on the sideline. However, I don't, I don't think, I think both things could be true. I think Memphis could be a really well-built team and a great organization. And John Morant um, is really freaking good. 